Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind, and your path. If you're listening to this on Monday morning, which I know a lot of you do, then happy Monday. Otherwise, happy whatever other day of the week it is that you're listening to this. And for a lot of you, this may be a short week. You may be taking some extra time off before the holidays or maybe not. I always feel personally like it's a little cruel when holidays land on weekends. Like, I don't know why, but it feels like the weekends are for other things other than celebrating holidays. Holidays are meant to be celebrated during the week. But anyways, whatever time you do have off coming up, I hope you're looking forward to it. And I hope you're going to find some time to rest. I spoke about this a lot on my holiday episode a few weeks back and like how to set boundaries during the holidays, but the holidays can be busy. Seriously, they can be go, go, go. I know personally this happens to me and then the last few weeks I've been hearing this from people everywhere, but it's like the holidays come, we do all these things, we travel, we visit family and friends, and a lot of the time it's a lot of fun. But Then we go back to work or we go back to our normal lives and we're exhausted and we need like a week, you know, if not longer to recover and get healthy again. And while the holidays is a popular topic right now, obviously because of the timing, I think weekends, whether your weekend is, you know, Saturday and Sunday or some other days of the week also act like this sometimes, okay? Like the same concept. It's kind of like a vicious cycle. We have, quote unquote, no time during the week. So we try and cram everything in on the weekends, leaving us exhausted to start our week. And then this happens over and over again, right? Like this might be social time that you feel like you can't get in during the week or errands that you can't get in during the week or, you know, household chores or time with your kids or whatever it might be. But like I said, this is kind of a vicious cycle and I think can truly have negative consequences on our health. When are we finding time for our body to actually rest, relax, and recover? Sleep is one thing, but to be honest, I'm not going to get too much into the importance of sleep and how to get more sleep today in this episode. This can be its own episode, but I hope that, you know, it is obvious to you all at this point that sleep is crucial to our health for so many reasons. But I think what doesn't get talked about as much is how important resting and relaxing is as well. Our society seems to be changing a bit now, but It wasn't long ago that there were big time people in our world who were really pushing the kind of quote unquote hustle and grind culture. Maybe you've seen the video clips or the articles of people like The Rock, you know, aka Dwayne Johnson or Mark Wahlberg or lots of other kind of like quote unquote in the limelight famous people claiming, you know, they're up every morning at 3 a.m. and they're getting their workout in, you know, then they go straight to getting their work done and they're eating super healthy along the way, you know, and then this and then that because, you know, they're doing things nonstop all day long until basically they hit their bed, you know, in the evening. And by the way, they're going to bed early and then they wake up and do it all over again. This culture was rooted or is still, you know, rooted in the idea that if you have a goal, whether that is work-related, fitness-related, or whatever, that you better put endless hours, energy, and effort into that goal, or, well, there's basically no chance you're going to reach it. And to be honest, I get, you know, theoretically where this is coming from, 
it seems kind of true, right? Like to get anything substantial done, we have to grind. But what does endless hours of energy and effort really mean? And what does this really look like? And is this really the only way to be successful? We do know that to be really great at something, it does take a lot of effort. It takes determination and it takes grit. We know that. We talk about that in this podcast all the time. But again, to what extent? And especially to what extent on a daily basis? Because what we do know is that to be great at something, it takes a lot of effort over an extended period of time. But I'll ask it again, what does this look like on a daily basis then? At the end of the day, we are human. And that means that we do have limits. There are many walls that we can bulldoze our way through, but to what cost are we doing this? Like, okay, so for example, spending five hours in the gym, seven days a week, and I know that's kind of an extreme example, but even if we lower that down to spending two hours in the gym, seven days a week might seem, you know, like a quick way to build muscle or to lose weight, but to what cost? An injury which stops you right in your tracks? Probably. That's probably what's going to happen in that scenario, especially if you're going from doing you know nothing to going all out like that. Another example, working 100-hour work weeks might get you a larger paycheck, but to what cost? Less time with your family? Burnout? Mental health issues? When we're trying to reach a goal, we have to put in the work. There's no getting around this, right? We have to try and stay motivated. We have to be gritty. But there are other things that are in this process as well, or or part of this process, other things that help us stay on our path up our mountain. And that is making sure that on a daily basis, we are prioritizing rest, relaxation, and recovery. So if you're someone who doesn't do that right now, doesn't prioritize rest, first of all, that's okay, okay? This is something that we can work on. That's why you're here. That's why I'm talking about this. But if this is you, I know the first question sometimes that might pop into your head when I say that we need to start prioritizing this, prioritizing this rest and recovery is, how do I prioritize rest on a daily basis while still being a good employee, while still being a good parent and a good spouse, while still taking care of my own health by working out and taking the time to cook healthy meals? Because all of those things take a lot of time and we only have so much of that every day. So where do I find this time now to also rest and relax? And I'll I'll give it to you. This is a great question and there's really no easy answer. But one way to look at this is what are you doing with the time that you do have right now? What does your productivity look like? Can we find ways to increase that productivity? Basically get what you need to get done in a shorter time frame so that you can use the other hours in the day for you, for rest. So let's start off by looking at our mornings. Do you have a morning routine that's productive. We tend to rise in the mornings with relatively good spirits. These first few morning hours are really actually a great time for following routines and sticking to a schedule. So if you don't have a morning routine, this is really something that you should look at, okay? If you're feeling like, I don't know where I'm gonna get this time to rest, what does your morning routine look like? Scientists have actually shown that 
speed and accuracy at completing tasks are both better in the morning and that the ability to remain alert tracks closely with sleep and wake schedules, which tend to peak twice a day, once in the late morning and then again in the evening. So to that extent, take advantage of the early hours. So this might look like a you know, 5 to 6 a.m. wake up call somewhere in there. 5 a.m. may sound really early for some people. Okay, so then maybe push it closer to that 6 a.m. You grab your cup of coffee and getting two to three hours of work done. If this isn't your routine already, you may find that by doing this, you have less distractions and produce better work and results during this time. So there was a book I read recently and it's called Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. And it's the author is Alex Sujong Kim Peng. And in this book, Alex explains that four hours of work at a time is the cap on creativity. This is what research shows. I thought this was really interesting. Four hours of work at a time is the cap on creativity. So if your work involves some level of creativity, which generally a lot of work does, buckle down for those four hours and then plan some downtime after that. So maybe you work from 5.30 to 9.30 a.m. And then, you know, you go and you do something else, which I'm going to get to in a second, that kind of like, what should we do with our midday or mid-work day? Another thing to note here is that maybe your work requires some things that are, you know, require creativity and then other things that don't. And so you may want to consider or making sure that you are saving those tasks that do require creativity and you want to do those in the morning while you have that ability to be a bit more creative. Something else that could be included in this morning time is a workout. I mean, I personally, I love doing a midday or sorry, mid morning workout, which, you know, would be like a 10 to 11 a.m. workout start time. That's my preference, but I know that is impossible for everyone. So the morning is also a really, really great time to start your day off with a workout. Make that the first thing that you do. Maybe you do grab your cup of coffee before, maybe a little bit of a small snack or breakfast of some sort, and then you get your workout in and then you start your day. If this is what you tend to do, start your day with a workout, I would make sure you have a routine to follow that quickly that gets you from your workout to your work with fuel in between. And it does this efficiently because what can happen is all of a sudden you do your workout and you're productive, right? And then all of a sudden you get a little bit distracted and it takes you way longer than necessary to get from your workout, get some food in you and then get started on your workday. So then you get to your midday, right? You spent your four hours in the creativity flow. Now it's time for a mental break. This mental break, which is a form of rest, by the way, you know, not all rest looks like sitting in a bubble bath, but this mental break will allow you to be more productive in the second half of your day. So like I talked about before, getting your workout in here is an option, okay? If you, you know, have that ability, This could be the mental break you need to have another few hour productive workflow in the afternoon. But if you already got your workout in, a couple more options, you know, for this kind of like midday mental break could be a long or even just like a short walk, right? Getting outside if you can and getting some fresh air, you know, maybe listening to your favorite podcast of some sort or just taking some time to have a, to clear your head. It could even be a short nap, okay? Regarding taking a walk though, 
This has been shown to actually really help boost your creativity again because walking helps you tap into your subconscious, the part of your brain that many of our best ideas come from. There was actually a study done at Stanford in 2015 that tested students' divergent thinking skills, which is a way of thinking aimed at generating creative ideas by exploring as many different possible solutions to a problem as possible. And the study showed that participants who walked on a treadmill or walked outside had much higher scores than the participants who took the test in the experiment sitting at a desk. Okay, so I thought that was, you know, really interesting and kind of proof that midday walk may be a really, really great option. In regarding taking a short nap, a short nap isn't just physically restorative, but it's also mentally rejuvenating. A quick nap midday has actually been shown to help with information retention and ability to retain new data. So my question for you, and I want you to ask yourself this, what does your midday look like right now? And what can you do to help your creativity keep flowing into the afternoon? Like maybe you're the person who's like, I have no trouble waking up in the morning. I get up and I actually have an amazing routine. I get a lot done in those first couple hours of the day, but then I kind of get to a point and things start to dwindle from there, right? I start to feel not as productive. I maybe even start to feel a little bit tired and I just don't get very much done in that second half of the day. Thinking about taking this midday mental break is going to be a really good idea for you. So coming up with an action plan for that and maybe even trying out a couple different things, seeing like what that's going to look like for you is going to be a really good idea. Okay, so now we're getting to the end of the day. You had your morning workflow, you took your midday break, you worked for a few more hours, and now what? When do we know when to put the work down? There's the saying, it's best to quit when you're ahead, and this is a really great thing to remember when putting work down for the day. Alex, in his book, in the book that I was referring before, explained that choosing the right moment to put down your work for the day can greatly improve your creativity and productivity the next time you sit down to work again, right? Knowing when this time is can really help prevent us from not overextending ourselves. So when the day is coming to an end, even if you feel you've just come up with a new idea or you're just starting a new project, let it sit for the day right, or for the evening and come back to it tomorrow and you'll be amazed how those ideas flourish. And one more thing to note, routines generally aren't as important in the evenings. I mean, if you have kids, it may be nice for the kids to have these evening routines. But for you, if you have your morning routine, right, you have your midday break planned in, you even have your afternoon routine, the nice thing is you get all the mentally challenging parts of your day out of the way already. And now you get to be a bit more present in your evening. You get to be a little bit more relaxed and not really hold yourself to sticking so much with a strict routine. I think this can be a really nice thing, especially if you do, you know, have a family that you live with, have kids that you live with and so on. You can be a little bit more flexible during this time and kind of help around the house or help with dinner or kind of help with whatever it is that is needing you in that moment. But what is important in the evenings, and I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but is sleep. If you are going to be waking up at 5 to 6 a.m. every morning to take advantage of the early mornings, you need to be sleeping by 
9 to 10 p.m. And that doesn't mean just getting in bed by then. That means sleeping by then. So keep that in mind. With all that being said, those are just a few ideas on how to structure your day to give you a few more hours that maybe you don't feel like you have right now. But then even if you did all that, okay, and you got those few more hours, are you really convinced that you should spend that time resting? Spend those extra hours that you've now created resting? What about all those other projects I have that have piled up and I haven't gotten to? What about the extra workouts that I've been wanting to get in? No, 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 no. Take time daily to rest. And I think you're going to need a little bit more convincing. So what I want to leave you with here on this episode today is five ways to convince yourself to rest when you need it. Okay, so number one is remind yourself that all rest does not look the same. And what do I mean by this? All forms of rest and relaxation are not the same. We actually need different forms of rest at different times based on what we have going on in our lives. So like maybe you haven't been that busy and you're like, I don't need a vacation. Okay, that's fine. Maybe you really don't. Or you've been crazy busy and you're like, a bubble bath is not going to help with this mess. You may be right about this. There are some forms of rest that should be done on a daily basis, sleep, for example, right? And other types of rest should happen a few times a year. So a German sociologist, Sabine Sontag, explained there are four factors to look out for when trying to maximize your rest and recovery. And this is going to kind of help explain when you're reminding yourself that all rest does not look the same. It's going to explain, you know, why, Okay or what to look for. Okay, so the first one is relaxation and just actually really understanding what relaxation is. That's the first factor, okay? So this is pretty straightforward. If you close your eyes and you picture a laid back weekend on a calm beach, or maybe you're at a spa, you'll know what relaxation means. So really understanding what relaxation is, is the first factor, right? When we're trying to really maximize our rest and recovery. The second one is control. Basically in this context, control refers to how long you need to rest to fully recover. And this varies from situation to situation. Basically people with more work or like family and household responsibilities that are beyond their control will need longer rest than people with more control over their own schedules. Okay, so the third factor is mastery experiences and understanding what these are. Mastery experiences are basically mentally stimulating, rewarding, and challenging tasks that you're already good at. So not something that's new that you're just trying for the first time, something you're really good at. So this could be like chess and you're really good at chess. It could be an instrument you're already really good at. It could be a sport you're already good at like golf or tennis or pickleball or something like that. Maybe it's drawing or, you know, something that is an activity that is mentally stimulating that you're already good at. And these are great ways to unwind because they're so absorbing, right? So you're not having to have any stress regarding this activity because you are already good at it, but it's actually really mentally absorbing because it is a mentally stimulating activity, okay? 
And then number four, the fourth factor to kind of look out for when trying to maximize our rest and recovery is detachment. And this is all about getting away from your daily routine, both literally and in spirit. A lot of the time this requires some sort of travel, like literally getting out of your house. So it's not even like house projects that could pull you in. This might be some sort of week-long vacation. And these are really crucial every once in a while, right? This isn't obviously something that we're going to need to do all the time, but these really do help reduce stress and your susceptibility to burnout. Okay, so that's number one. That's the first way to convince yourself that you need rest, all right? So that's remind yourself that all rest does not look the same. Sometimes it's you know, a mastery experience that you're going through, right? You're out playing golf. That's the form of rest that you need in the moment. Sometimes it's really true relaxation. You're going for a spa day. You're taking a bubble bath, right? That's what you need in that moment. Or sometimes it might be a week-long vacation, okay? So then number two, the second way to convince yourself to rest when you need it is relaxation looks different for everyone. Find what relaxes you, Like maybe part of the problem, part of the problem why you don't take rest time for yourself is you either think the typical forms of rest we hear about, like let's say bubble baths or meditating are boring and not very helpful to you, or you really just don't know what is helpful to you. It's not that you you know, have anything against bubble baths. You're just like, I don't even know if that's going to work for me. Okay. First of all, that's okay. And you're actually on to something, but relaxation is not going to look the same for everyone. I'll give an example, okay? Both Cora and I really, really love to travel. We both love traveling. We love to plan a trip and to go have fun, whether we're doing it with friends or just the two of us or whatever, okay? But here's the thing. When we go on a trip, by the time we're finishing up that trip, I am not recharged. I am generally probably exhausted, to be honest, okay? Traveling does not recharge me. It doesn't really even relax me. It normally exhausts me. And that doesn't mean I don't like it. I still very much like it, but I generally come home from those experiences feeling like now I need to rest and relax, okay? Now on the flip side, Cora also loves to travel and those recharge her. She comes home from those trips and feels energized, feels energized to get things done, feels energized to crush her work, feels energized to get back to working out, whatever it is. So those are just two examples of, you know, how relaxing can look very different for two different people. So if the bubble bath is not something that works for you, that's okay. Maybe it's a long walk that's gonna relax you. Maybe it's actually social time that's gonna relax you. Maybe it's something else and just trying some different things, see, and then really paying attention to how you feel after is a really good way to approach figuring out what is going to be your relaxation method. All right, number three, the third way to convince yourself to rest when you need it is to not force yourself to earn rest. Don't force yourself to earn rest. This is the most important one, I think. I mean, come on, they're all important, but this one really just stands out to me. Why do we feel like we have to earn our rest? It probably has to do with the way our society is built, honestly, like how many jobs have you been a part of where you quote unquote earn your vacation time? Like 
you literally earn two days of vacation time a month or whatever it may be. This system is literally teaching us that we need to work for our rest. And I just don't think this is how it should be. When we feel like we have to earn our rest, it's so easy to allow ourselves to get to the point of burnout or close to it, like exhaustion before we take the rest time that we need. And honestly, the biggest issue here is that then we need to rest and recover longer to get back to our baseline because we've gone so long without having it. Now we need that week-long vacation. Whereas if we were to just get into a regular routine of resting on a daily basis, we actually can find really simple ways to keep ourselves at our baseline every day instead of potentially, again, like I was saying, needing like a two-week vacation from life just to feel like a normal human again. Okay, so don't feel like you have to earn your rest time. Just the fact that you're human, you need to rest and relax, okay? So the number four, the fourth way to convince yourself to rest when you need it is to ask yourself, is the way you're doing things now working for you? And yes, this is a little bit of a call out on my part. There is a lot of cognitive dissonance out there when it comes to taking care of our health. And cognitive dissonance is basically having inconsistent thoughts beliefs or attitudes, especially as relating to your actions. So you may know you need more rest. And when I'm saying all these things, you believe me. And, you know, I'm not even really the first time, first place that you've heard this, right? You've heard this before and you believe it. You even started to maybe even put a plan together to take more time to rest. But when it comes down to it, you don't do it you don't follow the plan you've set out for yourself. So this is when I want you to ask yourself, is the way you're doing things now working for you? Because something needs to switch, right? You need to really convince yourself that what you're doing now is not working in order to make a change. If we never actually have that kind of light bulb moment, it's very easy just to stick with the routine that we're in right now, okay? So really taking the time to think about how you're feeling. Are you feeling tired all the time? Are you feeling burnt out from your job? Are you feeling like you don't even have the energy for social time because all you have the energy to do is to lay on the couch? Are you feeling like you can't go work out or you can't find the energy to cook something healthy? All right, if you're feeling these things, probably the way you're doing things right now are not working for you, all right? So really be honest with yourself about that and really using that as motivation to work in rest and relaxation into your daily routine. All right, and last thing I have for you today is the fifth reason, or sorry, the fifth way to convince yourself to rest when you need it, and that is to look at the research. And I was a little hesitant to put this one in here because I didn't want it to sound like snobby, I guess, but here's the truth. The research is crystal clear. Rest and recovery is vital to our health. The research shows that a body that is rested is going to have better mental health, increased concentration and memory, a healthier immune system, which so important right now, okay, reduced stress, improved mood, and even a better metabolism. Who doesn't want a better metabolism? I think everyone wants that, all right? Plain and simple, all things that we want more of. So at the end of the day, if you need more convincing, check out the research because it tells the truth. Your body needs rest. So this holiday season, or honestly, no matter the time of the year, I really hope that you start to implement a rest routine into your daily life if you haven't already. Because no matter what journey that you're on, even if you're actively trying to change the world one day at a time, even you 
need rest. So last thing I'll leave you with is changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So do a self check today. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on? 